0: Rector's Cupboard presents Not Ashamed, Towards a Healthy View of Self and Sexuality, with keynote speaker Hilary McBride, May 29th and 30th in North Vancouver. For information or to register, go to universe.com slash not ashamed. universe.com slash not ashamed. In 1874, the British government passed a series of laws called the Regulation of Public Worship. A lot of people cared an awful lot about church back then.
1: True.
2: On
0: one side, people wanted more ritual and ceremony. Order. Order. On the other side, they wanted mostly none. Yeah. In the midst of the battle, one minister, a rector in London at a church called St. George in the East, had stopped a practice oh. whereby people who volunteered in church services could avail themselves of liquor from the rector's cupboard before and after the service. The Reverend King closed the cupboard. We have opened it again. Welcome to the Rector's Cupboard. Order! Well, thank you again. Kudos to producer Rick. And welcome again to the Rector's Cupboard. This is Series 2, Episode 4.
2: Or something like that.
0: Something like that, but it doesn't matter. It
2: doesn't matter. It doesn't, matter.
0: doesn't matter at all. Nothing and matters. we are Most here, people aren't keeping track. We have been here before. We are glad to be here at House of Funk, at Craft Brewery in North Vancouver, which if you haven't been here and you're... In the neighborhood, check it out. It looks unlike any other craft brewery, mm-hmm. which they have clearly yeah. done intentionally. Um, and I mean, and they also uh, serve coffee. They also so are if a you're, coffee
3: shop. Yeah. If you're wanting to have either booze really early in the morning or not have beer, you they will cater to both options. You could be here for a long time. Yes. Like we have been. Yeah. Like we have been today. So
0: the (laughs) uh, we're here with Ken Bell, our cupboard master. Hello, and Allison Williams, hello, cupboard host, and we're welcoming David Jennings, who will introduce hi David uh, a little more formally, kind of a little bit later but we're going to kind of change things up the order from what we normally do and do our tasting first yes Yay. is that all right that's totally all fantastic. right. fantastic so Get we have the already early. the flight in front of us we do And cupboard master ken Bell will walk us through what we thank have thank you
2: and once again i want to thank darren who's the owner of uh, house of funk for inviting us in and letting us to uh, allowing us to record here so what we have in front of us is four different beer um, House of Funk is really known for their sours. They, they they have other things, but they're really known for their sours. It's it's what they love. Um, and so we have four in front of us. One is the Shaka Khan, is which that is this one here, the kind of cloudy uh, one. That's the cloudy one, yeah. And uh, do you and have to that, say it like that. that? that is, you Shaka do Khan. <laughs> Shaka Khan. and it is definitely a sour. And then there is the Roy K. Uh, which is a that smoked, like you said that, a right. Polish yeah. smoked beer. I don't know what to do with that. Um, there's like,
3: the
2: tart beer, which is tart. It's a sour. And then there's the IPA farmhouse, which is the Bootsy. Ah, ah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, in, 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 let's just take a taste of each one. Tell us what you think. Uh, some of you are more into beer than others, but that's totally all right. Which one? I wasn't really listening. Which one's the sour? a sour? That's a Chaka Khan. That's a Chaka Khan. Khan. I think this one's sour. Yeah.
3: Okay. I don't think this one is
2: the Roy the uh, the Roy K, the Polish smoked is not going to be a surprise to anyone as soon as you taste it. It's a you smoke you definitely dancing. get the smokiness. Cheers. Yeah, Cheers. It's, Ooh, I really Cheers. like that uh, that smoky flavor. That's really nice. That reminds me of the brewery down I, in um I'm not. on Woodby Island. Woodby Island? Yeah, yeah, they
0: have a smoked Oh, beer. that is nice. I just Mhm. They're very similar. That's very nice. Uh, what do you call the, that? Yeah, um, I didn't get as much of a variety. The aesthetic yeah. is
3: more similar.
2: Anyways, so we will continue to enjoy the beer. If you are in the North Vancouver area, uh, it's right down near the waterfront. So it, mm-hmm. you have Beautiful, a little view bit of a brewery
0: district starting to happen down here. Right? <laughs> yeah. can you name? Well, should we do that in here? Name the no. other brewery? No, there's about five no, or six breweries, here, and I'm going to
2: forget yeah. one of them. But there's about five or six breweries yeah. down here, and it's a nice. Brewery District, so if you're into beer, it's a great place to be. And it's a to rainy,
0: be. rainy January day as we're yeah. recording this. Yeah. Totally soft so in with clouds. so normally we'd be looking out this fantastic, like, garage window-type door at the uh, city. And now I can kind of see
3: the cranes of the port. Yeah. If I'm like, we're emerging, through the clouds. We're emerging
0: from a week of, of snow. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so it's easier than that, but we're glad to be here. So um, and I actually enjoy
1: it's, it's, the view the other way. Looking through the neo gothic mm. windows, yeah. 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 I mean,
0: we have we talk about kind of spirituality and religion and stuff, and this House of Funk is a really interesting place for that. Um, grab me one of those bottles there, Keith, or the cans. I don't know. Like, there's an image on the on the, Their art oh, here yeah, it's is like, clearly yeah. kind of oh, yeah. religious Spiritual. or pseudo religious, like the single eye and the hands and on everything and. So anyway, very interesting place to be. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. And to come especially for
2: today's conversation that we're going to be having with David. We're around, talking about hell. Uh, we're going to talk about hell. Yeah. hell with mm-hmm. hell. And uh, so being in a place called the House of Funk rather than the House of Prayer uh, seems to be an appropriate <laughs> thing. So, so I want to
0: start off. We'll introduce David a little more formally in a few minutes. But I want to start off. We were going to talk about, and we probably will get to, speaking about an article column that was in the New York Times recently. By an author named David Bentley Hart, and we're going to spend probably a significant amount of time in this episode talking about Hart's latest work, which is basically a defense for universalism um, in in Christian faith. So it was interesting because the New York Times ran a column by Hart that that just flat out said, uh, for you know, for so long the more standard Christian view has been that there's you know some kind of eternal damnation, even eternal punishment, and. You know, We really shouldn't be thinking that way if we're thinking Christianly. So we really recommend like looking up that article we'll talk about in a few minutes. But we changed it up a little bit because someone with even more authority than David Bentley Hart <laughs> has chimed in on the topic. I don't think he's read his book. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he speaks intelligently.
1: Then this that is, may have been why he wasn't focusing on the game. Right, that's mm. why he lost. He so lost Aaron Rodgers
0: is the quarterback of uh, the Bay Green Packers. Bay Packers.
3: Packers. So, so he plays sports? He plays sports. Okay. Oh, I, you're doing I can see it. I, I we're going to carry the rest now. of this and, interview. Uh, I can and, see
0: them. Um, <laughs> you
1: just <laughs> enjoy the beer. And I, they I played the this. San
0: Franciscoers, the San Francisco team, called really? the 49ers.
3: <laughs> wow, thank you.
0: The 49ers. And um, Ken, you know a lot about football, right? That's I, not true. He doesn't play for the San Francisco 49ers. No, he, they, they played. Were
3: oh,
2: they were playing. Okay. They, playing. they Sorry, I missed beat her. quite badly. They yeah. were. They were a bit humiliated.
0: And so Aaron Rodgers has, they've released, whoever did it, has released a... I guess YouTube or whatever video of him being interviewed by Danica Patrick, and um, she's asking him. Uh, he's talking about his upbringing. His was not Danica upbringing. Patrick his wife? I think right? she is. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, let's say yes. Is she? Told, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or girlfriend? Yeah. I'm, I'm she's a race sure. car driver, right? She was. Anyways, that's not was. important. Go on with the story. Why am I asking Allison? Why are um, you asking me and, this? Uh, so she, he just, he, there, just. You, we'll play a clip of it, but. Um, Aaron Rodgers is basically saying, I I, I was raised in, in a Christian environment, more evangelical environment, connected with Young Life, went to Mexico, built houses, did those kind of mission strips. Did mm-hmm. the, and he said, um, but at this point in my life, he said, I'm really questioning uh, what was told to me as some standard views. Producer Rick, you got, uh, here we go. You know, I got Jesus. And, you know, I'm saved. and I'm going to heaven. And there's only 144,000 of us going, even though there's 7
1: billion people on the planet uh, And, you know, I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet, you know, to a fiery hell. Like, what type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent, omnipotent being wants to condemn most of his beautiful creation to a fiery hell at the end of all this?
0: Does it... uh I mean, you hear that. He's a football player.
1: But yeah. He clearly doesn't like man-on-man defense. <laughs> he wants zone defense. Maybe yes. you can get through. <laughs>
0: well, but... I mean, Dot, his clip here is going Very to be thoughtful. heard by more people than Bentley Hart's. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, and he talks in, in, in quotes that I saw about how he's struggling with this, this really harsh, like, dualism. Like, good, binary, bad. The, the, the yeah, this binary idea. Yeah.
2: And he grew up going to all the right youth groups, all the right programs. Well, that clearly, if he went not build down in Mexico, in the, he did. in the evangelical church and stuff like that. And has authentically come to a place where he's saying, well, I'm not sure I believe the line that was fed me about this. Like this the, the the theology doesn't match the God they introduced me to in some ways. So God is supposed to be all loving, all compassionate, all omnipotent, all knowing, like, how... But most people burn. But most people burn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that... I He's think, uncomfortable with that. I mean,
0: we'll, we'll talk uh, about various concepts of hell through particularly Christian history. It's not only Christian history, but um, so that's a conversation that we'll have even here today. Mm-hmm. But I think that with the Aaron Rodgers quote, one of the things that's interesting to me is the question of, are we allowed to even ask the question? Right, right.
3: Well, it's dangerous for him to ask, frankly. I mean, given where uh, his career is like where where it's situated that the the nfl is still a, quite a conservative organization very much and there would be a lot of people who i mean frankly growing up in a baptist church i honestly did not understand until i went to a bible college that there were different views of hell yeah I, it was never so presented. your, view, as your an only option. view was
0: what the only one told you was the standard was the
3: standard kind of what you think of when you think of hell which frankly I've come to understand is much more associated with Dante than with anything scriptural do you you
0: think that like we respond that way to Aaron Rodgers and he comes from that culture but I mean the United States is probably different than Canada do you probably there's probably there's a lot of people who would go I what is he talking about I wasn't raised with that concept correct well
2: yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in the Anglican Church, and I mean, we... I know it's a fairly evangelical Anglican Church, but the subject of hell very rarely came up. And if it did, it was often more of a, perhaps an annihilationist perspective, but... So it, different it, for
3: it, me. It, it, <laughs> and,
2: and it just wasn't talked about a lot. So I think a lot of people, unless they grew up in the evangelical... But I, I think so it's evangelical the evangelical church is a big part of this. Yeah, but I think the I think the caricature of the church is that, oh, you believe I'm going to hell. Yeah. So I think they're that influence of the devil with the red horns and Dante and
1: all that has
0: influenced mm-hmm. the
1: rest of
2: culture today. People to do think.
0: know it historically. Yes. Like I think anybody watching a television show, a movie if you, if or If you go
1: into any cathedral in Italy right. that was painted between 13 and 1500. There's a lot of hell there. There's a lot of hell yeah. on, mm-hmm. uh, up on so the So ceilings. it's
0: something
2: that is very pretty though. I find it I find it warming. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, it's a so I, apparently his family has come out and said, "I mean, I do know Rogers? how much of this is accurate." Yeah, yeah. they're worried um, for his soul. Th- they were. Did they say that? Well, I don't know. I, I no, just made that I, up. I mean, they said they were distressed or some. You know, yeah, and again, right. I don't know how much of this is accurate. Well, I, I
1: well, think. Well, think it, well, what we're saying here of of you know maybe it's from one stream because I certainly didn't have that stream growing up. I was, gonna you know, ask, I, my, my dad was a guardian, you know. So so, and Carl Bart was hope so universalism. So yeah. we we didn't encounter that. What I do think that you had on an earlier podcast,
3: yeah.
1: uh, talking about Billy Graham, and yes, that was and the, our first one, right? And Bart's yeah. encounter with Billy Graham, and how um, he loved him as a person, yeah. but he just he was horrified about what was happening yeah. in those stadiums. And the because so is at gunpoint, at gunpoint, yeah. Yeah. Gun yeah, it was yeah. his phrase. And and the difficulty, I, I think it isn't the teaching of the hell. That, that started there, I think it was the natural consequence of wanting to make people personally responsible and make a personal commitment and uh-huh. make a decision sure and anybody who negotiates sure you, you can convince someone because it 's winsome or you can convince them because they 're fearful and and fear and works. fear works I, on, I've in the thought short term, but
0: i 've used the metaphor in my own kind of like when I was preaching or when that you know because I, I would say to people toward, toward the end of my. <laughs> <laughs> Your career as a pastor. You can't end. say that. <laughs> uh, maybe a couple things. That, uh, let, let me show tell you what I really draw, think. Um, that, that I would say. You know, we talk about good news, but and this is a bit of what Aaron Rodgers is saying. If most people burn forever, like almost everybody, yeah. it's a small percentage, and and a few of us don't, then. There's just no possible way I can think of that as good news. As good news, and, and yeah. you know
1: what though, and we'll get to this, but you know the good news is that, that isn't actually what a lot it's of the church has thought what for what, for a lot of the time. It has come to be, and certainly in some quarters. But there's there's well, an orthodox, uh, uh, spectrum. That but if I
0: if yeah. I this is true in my experience in in the more evangelical expression of church, I could kind of question a lot of points of doctrine or understanding. Yeah, this one is one that people like seem even to more hold than on some to some identity it. of Christ things like yeah. even more than talking directly about Jesus I don't I haven't listened to the whole Aaron Rodgers thing but I don't know how much he talked about Jesus but he basically was talking about concepts of hell and that one you just you can't go there you it's it's a third rail you have yeah. to kind of hang on to this and yeah. so for me as well at this point you know saying well and we'll talk to David about this in a few minutes like what are some christian concepts of hell through the ages we'll talk you know even scripturally like there's just no clear theology of hell in scripture you'd call it a demonology or whatever you'd call it and I didn't know that you know no, until I started I, studying and reading myself I didn't and either. obviously loving Bart as well so it's
3: well I, I had a late introduction to Bart. yeah um but yeah I honestly did not know that there were various perspectives on hell well, Which, I, I feel kind of almost embarrassed to say now, but I mean, I wasn't exposed to anything else. I had no reason to, to think that there were different perspectives on it. I mean, I grew up thinking that Catholics weren't Christians. Right. Um, that's what was taught to me. Right. And or so Anglicans.
0: Or Anglicans. Well, I don't even think the Anglicans Catholics were, were really Anglicans. mentioned
3: <laughs> in my upbringing. I was kind of like, who are they? The,
0: yeah. uh, like the metaphor that I used when I was saying things like that, at the church toward the end of the tenure that uh, if anything else was sold to you this way yeah, you would say that fear tag at the end would make you question the worth of the exactly. thing itself yeah. so a cell phone you know <laughs> Like your your plan for your cell phone or whatever it is, some piece of electronics. Don't case, buy this, this computer. Plan, you is will so die. Great. Yeah. You should see what it can do. Yeah. It's incredible. It's fantastic. But if you
1: push that button, it blows up.
0: Well, or if you don't buy <laughs> it, you're <laughs> yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. punished <laughs> forever yeah, 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 in the fire. Yeah, yeah. I'd
1: be like, yeah. Yeah. now I don't
0: really believe you, and that's my pushback. Now is actually in my Christian faith to say, this is doing something negative to the worth uh, of my understanding of Jesus Christ. Well, that yeah. if we have to rely and, on this
2: and. When I've talked about it with people, it's it's been partially that, but also to say we call it a victory. Now, tell me where else in in our understanding of victory we say that the enemy gets seventy to eighty percent of the booty, and I'm the <laughs> did victor. You say booty? Yeah. I did. Can anyway, we find a going. different
3: term? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. The
2: the treasure. I mean, thank you. The the the, the bounty. The, the the bounty. Sure. The other side gets the majority of the the win. And yet we call ourselves a victor. So if we're saying Jesus mm. is victorious over death, he's victorious over these things, and we say, but the devil got 80% of the population, how in, in any other concept is that defined as a victory? Jesus is a loser. He's well, lost.
3: The way that it was presented to me, in my understanding when, when I was younger, was that um, Jesus was victorious but we were given you free will choice. to reject we'll get to that. that with heart. Yeah, Man. yeah. And so it was that Jesus is victorious and Jesus is all powerful. But humans, you know, through our own selfishness and through our own sinfulness, we've rejected God. Yeah. And so therefore, that's why it's not that Jesus's victory didn't happen. But he's, but not, it's forcing still, he's, he's not, not forcing you. He's not forcing you. To you. It. It's, it's still part of dependent his love is to on let you, burn. you praying that prayer. Yeah.
1: I think that the, the issue isn't about hell at the end of the day. It's about the nature of God. Yeah. Hmm. And it's the natural consequence, and then it looks ridiculous when you actually look at the natural consequence. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, the hooray Jesus, you got by, you know, now the rest of us are stuck here. Yeah. Because there's no, there's nothing that yeah. relates him to me as, because we don't really believe he was fully human. Right. right. So, so then we don't believe in the incarnation. It, it, it's it, in a sense that isn't about hell. That's about our understanding of the incarnation. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And then, such or, a limited or what happened on the cross. I mean, limited, limited, helmet. Um, <laughs> right. You know, like, you know, for God so loved seven guys named, oh, <laughs> you know, Billy yeah, Bob and it, blah blah blah. And it is funny, but that, it's also that he just so it. so you know, or the one hundred and forty-four thousand. He loved them mm. so much that he did this. But you know, so then you know, that gets to the whole idea of atonement. So yeah. once you deal with these huge categories, the consequences of, of the theological mistakes and misunderstandings that go there end up with a hellish understanding. Right. And, right. and yeah, there can, are different views you of hell. You can
3: kind of see how they get there when you're like, oh, but if, they have to, if, if this is where they're starting from, exactly. this is the only option that they the, have this, is to yeah, go here. Yeah. Well,
0: so, how many people yeah. reject? Like, here's Aaron Rodgers. I don't know him, obviously. I don't know his... <sighs> You know, He's the quarterback experience. for <laughs> the Green Bay Packers? Yeah. Thank you for and telling well, me that Well, somebody said, again. like, the losing quarterback? this was a pretty quick thing for him. Lose one game and then start questioning the existence. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bad day. Uh, but the, you know, I don't know. He sounds like a very intelligent person yeah, as well. I mean, actually, I but, think he's raising all the right questions. But the assumption for so many people would be, there's no other possible thing to believe. So then I must throw out the entire thing, because this thing is so odious to me, which in a sense, heart gets to. Well, I want to introduce David. I was going to say, we're already into the conversation, so (laughs) why don't we introduce our um, our David Jennings is here joining us today. We're really, really grateful, David, for you being here. Oh, real pleasure. David is someone who, um, kind of do more of a personal introduction, and that David has been A friend and mentor and and help of mine in many different ways met david at uh, the presbyterian church when i was working up there a number of years ago and uh david uh helps facilitate a lot of we hope like this uh we hope this is an intelligent conversation like david helps to facilitate in many in many kind of contexts and areas um helps to uh make sure that a a number of things are happening in the world in terms of the arts and uh intellectual endeavor uh, helps with well we can should we name some of them <laughs> well, sure it's image a, journal yeah image journal I, I was time. the acting
1: executive director for yeah. a while there but but on the board for yeah. image uh, and image
0: is a literary journal a literary
1: journal uh, focused on arts faith and mystery is, yeah. is, is our byline
0: but it's thoughtful yeah yeah, yeah. It, and, it and it's going to be talking and
1: Cardis, like where we try to do civic engagement uh, comment mm. journal on, in that again sort of trying to do that engagement Uh You mentioned uh,
0: Mockingbird recently having a hand in them, and then uh, also a lot of connection out at um, St. Andrew's Hall and Vancouver School of Theology, being instrumental in um, in some of the things, some of the great things that are happening out there. So. Uh, so people like us are really thankful for people like you, and it, it works together well. The other reason for having David here is the is the context of the conversation today, which uh, David has presented for us at one of our Tasting Room Theology events a number of years ago. Very many um, years and ago. And then we <laughs> have to put a question mark on the end, right? I don't know that I do that so much anymore, and people would go like, see, I knew it was going to happen to him. Um, <laughs> at the time, Lean we, into called, it, Todd. we called David's presentation to hell with hell, question mark. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and so that's we've, we've invited David to, to be here with us. David is a lawyer here in Vancouver, um, so you can get all the lawyer jokes out of the way. If, <laughs> the lawyer's going to talk about hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and really, really grateful. Yeah. Thanks, David, for joining us and taking the time.
1: Oh, well, real to, pleasure. And, and I got to say, having listened to the other podcasts, I think what you guys are doing is just wonderful mm-hmm. to try to create a, a window where some people can see something that they, didn't, they wouldn't see otherwise. Um, Sort of like a gothic window looking uh, on cast. It feels a bit like um,
0: (laughs) there's a bit of permission to do it in this kind of context, right? Because we're not saying you have to think this way. Right. But we're, we're a little bit saying, we think it's okay to ask these questions Yeah. and yeah. then to realize right away, oh, there's a wealth of scholarship and theology yeah. in, in other realms, other, other kind of ways of understanding that we, we didn't know. So tell us a bit about yourself. Why does this kind of thing matter to you? Maybe your relationship like to the church. You mentioned that your mm-hmm. father was a minister. Um, how did you get to the kind of things that you helped
1: happen? Oh, well, so not just hell. Um, <laughs> uh, um I would say that one of the joys, uh, if one is a Christian, is a relationship. That's, that's kind of it. It's, it. it's not a set of theoretical ideas or principles, but it's actually an interaction and in a relationship. And so to the extent that you have gifts that you can have that relationship with others, right. um, you know, it's, it's just a joy to be able to do it. Right. So, so a long time ago, and actually, David Bentley Hart in a very different book was one of those ones who really? wrote about it, about the beauty of the infinite. Uh, oh, and yeah, right. uh, and so the concept of beauty for a lot of people in North America is a utilitarian understanding. Yeah. That is that, you know, I like a painting on a wall. It's beautiful because it yeah. makes me feel this way or, mm. you know. Utilitarian it can, and transactional. It, yeah, transactional, and exactly. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, then and a lot of people have problems with, because they they reduce truth to simply propositional truth, right? right? Like if, right. if it isn't a statement of fact, yeah. then it doesn't count. Um, and goodness, a lot of people have sort of given up on sort of define. Hey, whatever you think is good is good, right? So, and yet that isn't what our 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 theological, but but even our intellectual forefathers ever thought. I mean, they completely disagree with all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the beauty, truth, and goodness actually does matter. They do have definitions, right. and they do have implications. Right. So. Um, I think that's where I started chasing it uh, and an understanding that that beauty, perhaps best of all, is, is the um, uh, for our culture, right. an embodiment of truth and goodness. They're, they're, we're taught that they're... Well, that um, like
0: beauty will be able to accomplish things. like So three yeah. transcendentals. So right, exactly. Beauty, goodness, and truth. And that beauty in our culture will be able to accomplish things that maybe the other two can't.
1: Well, the, the difficulty that uh, Kant <laughs> yeah. didn't oh, had yeah. with it was, yeah. was that, that he tried to define truth, first of all, and it's just too difficult. And then he said, well, okay, assuming you know what truth is, then you'll be able to figure out what's good. And he, then he couldn't do that because he hadn't defined truth properly. Right. Uh, and so, so he just couldn't just really show show tell you what it was. So there. he said, well, therefore, this is how you'd get there, but he couldn't get you there. And then if you knew it was good, then you'd be able to figure out what's beautiful. And you know, there have been some really deep thinking about, actually, that was all ass backwards. Right. It really should be the other way around. Beauty is the first thing we ever encounter. I mean, Mm -hmm. after your mother's milk as a kid, I mean, Augustine tells you that the first reaction that you have to the world is wonder. And that's, I mean, living a life where wonder is your principal response to everything is a really great way to live. It's amazing. And and that wonder is exceptionally good when you're encountering the beautiful. There's the ugly. There is, it's not that everything is beautiful. There's a lot of ugly out there. But the encounter of the beauty is actually the feeding of a desire to want more of that. And the great thing about beauty is that it's the first instance that a child, and usually an adult, has where you are not the center of the universe. Because all of a sudden, a what's more important yeah. what's more important, is the play that's on the stage, the musician that's behind the mic, the painting that's on the wall, and I'm participating in that, but I'm not the center of it. It is, and, and that's the appreciate first. appreciate that. Yeah, You're exactly. Up here. And and really, in oh, our yeah. self-centered lives, it's kind of the first time, and maybe the only time, a lot of people are not the center of their own universe, which is a pretty small universe if that's your universe. So, <laughs> so beauty gives you that, and and it's that otherness that then allows you to understand goodness, because the practice of otherness, where you actually are counting the other as other, yeah. and not saying you ought to feed my understanding of the universe, but actually, who are you? You start learning practices of goodness because of that, mm-hmm. and out of that goodness, the practice of goodness comes truth. And this is true of so Aristotle, well, but, but uh, it's certainly true out of the Christian tradition. You know,
0: or has been, has, or been. is still, and still is we, in many we're, we're, ways. I think, yeah. I think yeah. we, I, you yeah. know,
1: I think we can really get down on yeah. on some aspects of the church. And yeah. you know, as long as there are people, there will be good reasons to yeah, sure. to do it because we are all screwed up in our own ways but but this that, is still there it is and there and if you
0: can talk about these things and show yeah. these things then some of those same people right. we, we talked a couple times a different, couple different episodes about David Goa's father's um, oh. contention that yeah. most people are better than their theology exactly. so some yeah. of the people who would like desperately hang on to this view of hell as you know eternal damnation punishment that uh, if you could speak to them about beautiful things, they may st- and show them. Oh yeah, they come to life. Still, well, right uh,
1: yeah, and and you know the the line. Maybe we'll get to it later, but you know, Souls and line about you know, the the line, the line between good and evil runs right, through every between, human heart. Yeah. But people rarely keep going on that quotation because it says it says no matter how evil you are overcome uh, you are overcome with evil, there is always an outpost of good, mm. and.
0: We and don't want to hear that though. Like oh, but no, that's
1: because so because Christian. then it because that's like the, you know because then I have to accept both that in me yes. and in others and then I forgiveness is more important because ah, I can't say in us so and changing. them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
1: and I'd, I'd say you know like uh, one of the great quotations about hell if we're going to get to it today. Yeah, <laughs> we will. will. be uh, was Hans Verzon Baltazar yeah. where, where he said, you know um, I cannot envision hell with envisioning without envisioning me in it. I can never th- talk about hell well, on the assumption Kierkegaard that said anybody very much
0: the same yeah, exactly. thing. If it is, if it exists at all, then the only person who would be there is, is me. me. Yeah. That's
1: right, because uh, like I know who I am. There well, was a, very Pauline. Yeah, very. Like, yeah, he
3: says I am the chief of yeah. sinners. There is there was like, a great uh, a
1: great art exhibition to get back to sort of how beauty can do these sorts of things. Great art art exhibition that was done in the first uh, penitentiary in the U.S. in Philadelphia. And, uh, uh, I mean, penitence, uh, you know, and, and, I, and that's different than a jail, right? Yeah. Penitentiary. It's a penance. And the artist went out. I never thought about and, that and, really. and, and went out to uh, local Philadelphia shopping malls and set up a little booth. that was completely private and invited people to go in and write out their worst secret about who they are. The, the thing they are most ashamed of. And they write it out. They don't sign it. And it would go into a box and they'd never know who it was. So it was it was a con, it was a modern confessional. day confessional, right? Yes. They got to do that. Then he went to uh, he went to the prison population and had them write the same stuff. What? Why are you in? And they wrote it their stuff. And then the artist hung them side by side. Mm-hmm. And then the part of the exhibition I remember walked through it. You're looking at it and you can't tell
3: who's who. Wow. Who's who? Who's the prisoner and who's the
1: guy that. who's uh, who's shopping for jeans at the Gap? You what? can't tell the difference. In this stuff, and, and that's an important lesson about that that line of good and evil. And so, to get to hell is whatever we're going to do in our conversation about it, it has to include me. Has right? It has to, uh, well, as the, we think to
3: about it. To not is such an arrogance. Well, it's an arrogance,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I,
0: I, I sometimes yeah, think, so. like, you know, in a kind of silly way, if you were to describe something like in a, t- a place of eternal damnation, and some, like, oh my goodness, that place exists. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be there. And so so somebody's telling you about it and they're saying, like, this exists. And, and then you say, well, who's going to be there? And you're like, well, it's this person. They're damned. Yeah. That person's damned because of this. Yeah. That. Who's not damned? And you go that guy's not damned. And and then you realize the only people who aren't damned are the ones who think like the person who's (laughs) describing that. Yeah. Well,
1: (laughs) Brian McLaren says a great line. If you you actually believe in limited atonement uh, and that most, you know, the the only people who will be in heaven are those who are universalists. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's what he said. So, you know, because, you know, what would you want in heaven other than people who want this for all? Yeah. And, And Bentley Hart talks about that. He says... You know, uh, they're the hope so universalists. Um, if they f- uh, falter at anything, is that they recognize something is better than what and is being described, mm. and yet they're not willing to commit to it. it. Yeah, they're not willing to commit to it mm. because they are uh, saying, "Yeah, this would be better. This is the best good, but I can't describe that to yeah. God." Well, of course you can. You know, like well, God's, Bart, Bart God, was
0: a bit like that. Of course, Bart was always accused of being a universalist, right. and he basically said, "Well, the matters of salvation." Yeah, you know, he said he wasn't a universalist, right. but uh, but it's interesting. You talk like this concept of if anybody's there, I'm there. It's also a Bartian, a Bart thing, not Bartian, actual Bart, to say yeah. you can't turn towards God by turning away from anyone else. Yeah, exactly. You can yeah. only yeah. turn towards God yeah. by turning towards other people. Yeah, and so it's you know picks up some of how you get to things like a Kierkegaard or who was yeah. before. But um, so okay, I wanted to ask you because you've done some some thinking on this and, and work on this and it was part of the presentation that you did for us uh, years ago um, you could put it into four categories or something even just in Christian tradition yeah. there have been different concepts of hell yeah. so now we're kind of breaking down to say either no hell or hell so we're going okay some kind of hell um, but there's very different understandings about what that would be oh, sure. can yeah. you describe some of those to us? sure or, uh, and you know,
1: and just to be clear this discussion, you know, this isn't uh born out of Aaron Rodgers, this this argument has been going on since the first right. two, three centuries right. of the church.
0: Which the first two, three centuries had a very different understanding than yeah. ours. Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so so uh, the sort of the four general categories, and there's lots of fluidity uh, within each of them. I'll try to just touch it, but keep it f- fairly short. The one that has been described, this eternal torment of never-ending pain, um, for some or all or most of, of creation, there's that sort of in, eternal punishment type of one. Right.
3: Um, Where does that come from, David?
1: Well, Augustine, yeah. uh, probably yeah. uh, is the is the. Um, the so really he went from father.
2: beauty at his
3: to eternal damnation.
2: To, to eternal damnation. Well, That's
1: Augustine a was uh, he's a uh, August, guy. Uh, <laughs> He was a complicated guy, and <laughs> he's a magnificent writer. But actually, uh, yeah, it wasn't Augustine on, on beauty so much. He was wonder. Mm. And uh and um so Sorry, it gets right. a little yeah, complicated. Uh, my understanding is from but
0: a bit of a of a misinterpretation. Right, yeah. He exactly. A
1: he, a he couldn't read Greek and so there right. was some misunderstanding there and he had a f- he had his church father from the same hood yeah. uh, Tertullian who yeah. was a oh. real <laughs> legalist yeah. uh, and sort of you know he took so, Torah and made so it interesting
0: less. views of men and women too. Yeah, exactly. I mean
1: like uh, is uh you know so You know, we all are creatures of our culture and we assume a lot of things that we think we've challenged, um, uh, you know, so I would, I would say that of Augustine, but Augustine really developed that. Um, So the one view, the kind of, what Rogers is talking about, the binary view. Exactly. That most most people are getting
0: sent there and it's eternal, no matter what you've done wrong, which, and And everyone does everything wrong, right? So the
1: whole point about that is that you don't go there because you did something bad. Everybody's done something bad. The only thing is that everyone will go there, except for those who God has chosen not to, and it's in His sovereignty to choose. And so this it is the more Calvinist capricious. expression, the more yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's in Augustine as well. So he so does, yeah. yeah, so so that's that uh, because God He's God God's sovereign, he, wants, he can do whatever He wants, so. and uh, don't complain that it's unjust because everyone deserves being in hell. So a few people get out. So what's the big problem? Yeah. Um,
3: there are We're lots prosecuted. of
1: arguments to all these, by the way. Okay. Sure. <laughs> but I'll just try to do the survey. So, so, the, the, second, so the second one that has that sort of, uh, we talk about annihilationists, mm-hmm. where um, everything dies and then some things will pop back. You know, I'm hearing Springsteen in the background. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but um, you know, so, so people will die. Now, those who, have, who are in right relationship with God, they are then brought back to life. They are resurrected and into heaven. Right. The rest just are dead. Right. So uh, it's a non-existent. So it's a non-existent, and and, it, and it, pastorally it feels a lot better. And she we're not trying to that punish does, you. Does feel much
3: better. Yeah. You know, we're not trying
1: to punish you. We're not trying to hurt you. And and because that punishment, I mean, it's not, You have to still be a person to actually be punished, right? So so it's not just sort of like you go into this sort of gooey pot and you don't really know what's going on. Like you do know what's going on in that okay. first view. So so the annihilation that seems to be pastorally a lot nicer, but it still is. You're it's a dead. more
3: palatable view.
1: Yeah, so then the third uh, one, th- which would be uh, would be that of purgatory, um, uh, that and that word's kind of not remedi- used in scripture. Remedi- but remedial work, exactly, done. is that that God is not th- there for punishment; He's there for correction, so it's that like we refinement. could be better. So it's a refinement, okay. and, and that's as a uh, you know George MacDonald, more recently, you know is who is who is C.S. Lewis's. Uh, yeah. You know, fanboy uh, Or yeah. no, no his fanboy. Yeah. He of yeah. very much So, so you know, that would be George McDonald more recently But right back to Gregory Nissa in 300s So, and that is that That Yeah, we're going to have to go through Yes, there is a wedding of the Lamb uh, There is a fabulous feast And I'm dressed up And I look horrible I'm not yeah. wearing my tux yeah. I've, my, my pants are awful I need to take a shower I I've, need to shave. I yeah, need to get ready. I read
3: stuff with Lewis being like, I I wouldn't want to because exactly. I need to and be refined. And Lewis believed in yeah. purgatory. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: And quoted constantly by evangelicals. Who exactly. Are like, oh, I know. You know. I know. Oh, yeah. I, I don't me. know
1: how he got I'm away with sure that. How did he, he do it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know he wrote yes. Narnia. <laughs> yeah, yes,
0: yes,
3: yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, he gets a buy yeah. for everything else because <laughs> so of that's, Narnia. That's
1: three. So that's three. And then the fourth is universalism, which may be at the end of... It's well, either it it, well, it can be uh, hell, so, is so, hell is temporary. So hell is temporary. Uh, if you believe in universalism, then you can't have a permanent hell, and also you can't have annihilationist because if God is all in all, not just sovereign overall, but God is all mm. in all, which is what we read in in Corinthians. Uh, if that's the case, then God would not allow part of the created order to not exist. Like He's going yes. to be in all, right. and so you can't have a destruction.
0: How uh, yeah. can you have ultimate. something that's not God that yeah, lasts forever?
1: Exactly. So, yeah. so, so, both of those ones would be contrary to the universalist understanding. But even the universalism, I mean, when we talk about universalism, a lot of people immediately react to the word. But let's yeah. be clear, we all agree on some universalism. For example, Paul believed in multiracial universalism. That is, it wasn't just for the Jews. Jews it was for also the for Gentiles. Right. Right. Yeah. Men, women, we we all believe, yeah. at least in a Christological universalism, right? Yeah. That, 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 that Christ is at the center of all things of the cosmos etc that this is that you're not able to get to heaven uh, um, without Christ being involved whether you recognize it or not it's a different mm. issue but, yeah, yeah. but there's a crystal, Christological right. universalism and I, then, get
2: where you're then I am the way the truth and the life right, Exactly. it doesn't then,
0: have to be like don't necessarily have to pray the prayer Right. Yeah, exactly. but way, he's still the that's function right. yeah. of yeah. That. Exactly.
1: it's not about well, you it's about him all, in all things yes. he you know yeah. exists through him so yeah. Um, then you have, sure, the Armenian universalism, which is kind of a, you know, the Armenians were very much on free will, uh, and they said, well. Yeah, God wants this, but I can reject it. This is what you were talking about, You're mm. growing up. Yeah. That That, you know, yeah, God wants me to go to heaven, but I can say no to him.
0: Which is part uh, of his love for you, that he gives you that freedom. Yeah, and then he gives you
1: that freedom, <laughs> yeah. so then you are stuck for all eternity. Indeed. Otherwise, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So.
3: Pretty so sure people can make lots of informed <laughs> consent on those sorts of <laughs> yeah. issues.
1: Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a second. <laughs> yes, that's the part. But so so on that issue, that would be um, uh, an Arminian... And then, yeah. and then, both the Augustinians and the Calvinists would say, "No, no, no, no. God's sovereign. Uh, you, you can't thwart God's will. If He actually wanted that, He wants it, and He would accomplish it. Uh, so clearly, He can't want it." Now, <laughs> so universalism says, "Well, let's take the, the the right the point of Arminianism that God actually wants this." And there's, there is, uh, well, let me get to the second. But let's just say there is a preponderance of scriptural yes. references that would say mm. that's exactly what we, God, we God a, desires an, oh it, and he has listeners the ability. That the It's so just it is rife with it. Like we have we've, alt-
2: we've done a list and and it's there's at least seventy two references it's in the like New all, Testament. Well there's alone. a list yeah. in Hart's book. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Hart yeah goes yeah. halfway smaller, through yeah, could, yeah, yeah, much more well, seventy two references to all, everyone, oh, the whole, the cosmos,
1: all that sort of thing. And and so it's not only his desire but also his ability. So yeah. you take the you take the Arminian view of the desire, and then you take the mm, Calvinist, Calvinist. Uh, Augustinian understanding of his ability. That is, yeah. he's sovereign; he can do whatever he wants. Put them together, and you get a hopeful universalism. Is the point? Now would God that be where someone, what someone what like
3: Will Williman or something falls? Like he wrote a book yeah. how many years ago on. Oh, um, dare and we hope ago? that all men may be saved? No, no, that's Ron no, that's Balthazar. I think he references you got, you got, sorry. Van that. Sorry. Ron Balthazar is things. Dare We Hope That All yes. Will Be Saved.
0: Hart is That All yeah. Will we'll be, be Saved. saved. He just exactly. takes out the Dare We yeah, Hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Williman, will which a bit saved. more accessible book, is Who Will who Be saved. saved. And he's Yeah, saved. and I've read that one. He says the more important question than who will be saved is who does the saving. Who's saving?
1: And that would be my whole point of that. You know, we can get into a lot. And uh, and unfortunately, you know, if you're a solicitor, you really like the details. So <laughs> I can get into that and you, you, you lose a lot of your listeners. Yeah. But well, I would say this is that fast if you forward, start with forward. the point of, okay, let's look at our anthropology. Let's figure out who we are. Let's figure out this. Let's think what's logical and everything else. We're starting it from the exactly the wrong way. Yeah. The way. Mm. You start from who is God. Character of God. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, you ha- any so good key. theology, you have to start with well, what's the character of God.
3: Yeah, and there's an arrogance to, to start with anthropology. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part. Yes.
0: Theology yeah, exactly. before anthropology. Yeah, exactly. The, the, um, so with this, thank you so much for outlining those. Because I think, you know, many people, I don't know that many, I mean, the, the annihilation view is something that many people haven't heard articulated, but in some yeah. way, or shape, or form they've seen it. Certainly scripturally, there's no, Old Testament just doesn't have much of a concept of like well, the you've got eternal Sheol. afterlife in general. But, you know, it, it's certainly different than the New Testament. I would
1: say, though, and this is, a, the, I got to tell you, it's, it, I know the other scriptural references, and they are extremely powerful on the issue of universalism. But if you want a real gotcha, everyone knows Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, more recently, people have paid attention to what actually Sodom and Gomorrah was guilty of, right? It was, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it was it and a a homosexuality. Yeah. But whatever it was, we know what happened to it, right? Boom, fire, Burned. brimstone. Burned. Absolutely. Every, everyone knows that if it's a great example, Ezekiel 16, 50, 51 yes. says... And now I welcome back Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. God, God does not destroy it. He actually redeems There's, it yeah, and just, brings it back.
3: Which, I mean, is, is very much in what I understand as the character of God. When you look in Revelation where he says, like, I, I will make all things, things new. new yeah. Like, nothing, not even Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah. is outside of, like, the exactly. ability of his redemption. And, and
1: when people sort of think of, okay, well, that one definitely... But we have it right in Scripture, right in Ezekiel. This isn't New Testament sort of reinterpretation of it. It's Old Testament. Is that right there? Right there is that that we all have read. God's like, I turn my back on you. Horrible, blah blah blah. You know, Uh, no, they're less than ten. You're out of here. Used
0: as a type, exactly for both. You know, whether it's like issues of like the, the actual sin. Or a type for the kind of uh, some of what got yeah. uh, Augustine into issues as well. Like we take these, you know, parables of Christ or something, where he's teaching about caring for the poor, visiting yeah. the prisoner. You yeah. did and we turn it as if he was giving us a lesson about the nature of hell, which of course uh-huh. he, he wasn't doing. No. Right. But you you know you build these things from this place. That I want to ask all of you to kind of chime in um, on what, as I think I could anticipate some of this, but yet this kind of thing we're talking about seems like there's an an assumption: If we give this up, we give yeah. up everything. Yeah, which yeah.
1: I, I think that uh, what's that's, the fear there? Yeah, well, the and, fear. And <laughs> Yeah, it, it, well, it is. I think that there are a lot of people who really want to honor, and they feel in a lot of our culture that a lot of what we believe strongly has been rejected. So you're not going to give up because you're afraid of the you know slippery slope issues. Mm-hmm. That comes from. People not studying theology. I mean, yes. in the 1800s, 1700s, the average farmer in North America had read more and thought more about theology than most MDiv students today going into theological. That's not an exaggeration. I, like it's statistically, we know this. All, yeah. There are a lot of people going into Bible college that have never read the Bible. No. You know, whereas the average guy well, in they the 1800s have
0: such a narrow understanding. A narrow understanding. Yeah. So,
1: so once you have that, then yeah. you better hold on because you don't know what you're giving up. You don't know what you got till it's gone, right? So giving up everything. So so we have to be fearful of it, and so, but if I knew that what I was giving up was that God was capricious, yes, that 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 he was he wasn't he wasn't he might have been omniscient. I mean, uh, you know, and he might have been omnipotent. Sure, Greek gods at times were like that, but all loving. You know, so what I'm giving up is is any understanding that he isn't all-loving. Uh, and, and if you go through this, this is why it's so important to understand your Christology. If you get Christ right, what he died for, why, why he lived, why he died, what his resurrection means, then you can have a lot more freedom in holding on to this. And that's why some of the great theologians who have done this work in exactly what I, these areas I'm talking about call themselves hope so Right. universal, so hopeful universalist. Be, yeah, yeah, because
0: they, the... the uh, I mean, I think on the practical level, there is this assumption that if we give this up, then we won't do any of the work. You know, that well, yeah, well, now pastoral, everything's yeah. okay, right? It's uh, the... Mission, pastoral stuff. Why would evangelism. anyone do... It? Yeah. yeah. Why would anyone
1: do anything if, if it doesn't matter? This is the exact Aww. same argument that drove me crazy every second... You know, every <laughs> ye- class in second year university. Where the hand shoots up, is this on the exam? Like like somehow <laughs> study, studying 16th century, you know, Russian history only matters if you have to report on it. If like there's the, going to be a hammer that right? can come down yeah, exactly. if I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But, mm-hmm. but, is but there just a hammer love, the love me? of knowing. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't give a crap. Then. Yeah, then I won't bother. Yeah. So if, if you have got that mindset, yeah, then, then it, it's really hard to motivate people to do things if they aren't being motivated by fear, but if they actually
0: love, the like if mean, this was about a relationship. If you can't show how beautiful and, and this is, exactly. if you need this thing. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah, and that's what I've always thought is that I'm like, if if you have this this wonderful, beautiful thing that, that as Christians we can describe about relationship with God, um, and it, you feel the only way that you can get people to sign up for it is if you tag on that they're going to burn forever in, in hell. I'm like, Dude, you have a really well, terrible understanding of God because yeah. God is so small at that point. Yeah. Like, he's so weak. But and heart, I'm like, you know, I, heart, I correct believe it in have much... Have you read the heart? No. Yeah. no. Hey. Why, why would you do hey. this no. to me, Todd? because you're
0: naming something that he <laughs> talks about, so yeah. it's really good. <laughs> yeah. The heart, yeah. though, with that kind of comment says, uh, but actually most people who say they believe this don't believe it. Yeah, I, I want to give the line because
1: I memorized it. It, it was you too uh, good. Of course you did, He said... I don't believe that people believe what they believe they believe. <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> That's David a is a line. lawyer in Vancouver.
1: <laughs> but isn't yeah. that a great line? Well, I don't, let's, and, let's get it again. I, I don't, I don't believe, believe that people, that people believe, believe what they believe what they, they believe. believe.
2: Yeah, and I, and I, if well, the, I read that yeah. in the book, and I thought if, if you truly believe that your, your, your parent, your child, your, your neighbor, yeah. your best friend is actually going to spend eternity in hell, uh, or and, and or he, highly likely. Or right? highly likely. Yeah. I mean, first almost off, certainly. you would yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. You would not have children. That was that was Says that. Why would you
1: bring you a child, child into the world? world? I mean, that's just that's just and that's just being a masochist. How do you survive this
2: world? Like, how do you not just live your whole life in this anxious anxiety of being on the edge of saying, "He's going to hell. He's going to hell. He's going to hell." I can't. Like, how would you ever? So most milk. people
0: don't. Most people don't think that way. Because so if don't. they did... I mean, you do actually, see extreme examples I mean, if we bit. did, we couldn't sit here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No. You would literally, if there was like this gigantic, you know, cataclysmic hurricane coming towards Vancouver, yeah. you would and take you some kind of responsibility in yeah. alerting get people to yeah. it. Which means that the people with the signs on the corner saying, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, repent or, or burn or whatever yeah. are the sane ones in that model. Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: Well, yeah, you, you see the, the extreme examples in people like Westboro Baptist where they talk about like they will actually go out and they will picket things and they're just like, yeah, I get that I'm pissing people off by doing this and I know that they think I'm a horrible person but for me to do anything other than point out their sin is unloving Yeah. because right. I believe that they will go to hell if they don't fix this. Yeah. So this is the only loving option that I have. And, and I go, okay, as much as I think that you're terrible for, for doing this. I, there's I mean, a there, logic there's, to it. Well, and <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm like, yeah, I I kind of have to applaud. I'm like, that's a lot of commitment that I'm not sure that I'm willing to do. <laughs>
1: but but it, 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 it's, it's, I mean, it is commitment. But if you actually don't believe that it's what you do that will save you, but it's only by faith, then, mm. then even amazing. then. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Like, but like the, the thing about the idea that... you very true. well... And, and, and you have to be predestined anyway, right? Like right. Th- remember, Calvin Where's introduced... Where's
3: that list of like who's the predestined? Because yeah, it's yeah. not worth the effort <laughs> if you're not.
1: Exactly. Well, Calvin introduced predestination as a pastoral comfort to people because of the anxiety that was in the city of Geneva. He was trying to explain to them, well, don't relax. To people listen to him. And then, the and then, and then, <laughs> and then you read <laughs> it, and you go... Uh, yeah. And then he had that reaction, and you, if you actually look how he wrote in the various... Editions of the Institutes, he keeps pushing predestination further and further back in it. The final
0: realizing, the realizing that realizing that, that,
1: that it only heightens the anxiety, it, it doesn't reduce it exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, so yeah, there's a heart also goes to a couple. There's a ton of things we can go with heart, but he talks about kind of how how could eternal punishment ever be commiserate for something that's yeah. finite? Exactly. So think of the yeah. worst possible crime you could commit. Yeah. Uh, in terms of justice, it makes no sense. Yeah. That the punishment for, him for that crime would be eternal. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's
3: And I mean it, hell was always taught that, to me that it was yeah. like you have to balance God's mercy with God's, God's justice, that there there needed to be, you know, penance, paid. Yeah. Well sins. thank
1: Tertullian for that, because yeah. his idea of justice is lex, whereas the Hebraic Bible it's it's Torah. Ah. Right? Like 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 we actually have law, but what's the purpose of the law? As a lawyer, like those are the initial questions you have. Is it just make sure that you have, uh, you know, retributive just, uh, uh, you know, retributive justice, where you yeah. just make sure they get hurt, an eye for an eye for a tooth for a tooth. Yes. Again, I'll cue the uh, Tom Waits song, uh, you know, down there by the train where he's. A great line he says there's no eye for an eye there's no tooth for a tooth I saw Judas Iscariot carrying John Wilkes booth down there by the train oh, and it's about the train that and and that's a that's an image that in african African American music of of yes. being able to yes. uh, to get to heaven yeah. and and you know so if, if we think that justice demands this you really haven't thought through the purpose of justice and that's what Hart points out in his yeah. book as well is that that this, even if the point you make, you know, it, it doesn't seem balanced. If you were retributive, yeah. no justice, it, you know, like, for sure, for a while, but not forever. Yeah. But, but then the bigger question is, but is that how God does stuff? Like, he doesn't punish according to our sins, you and know? So scripture you, says. Yeah, 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 so scripture says. And, and you know, the, when you read something, like, I, I know, and, Alison, uh, when you get older, you'll understand this. Oh, but, thank But, you, but, but <laughs> when you read, you know, and, and it will 20s. visit unto the third and fourth generation. When you're 20 and you read that, you think, that's just really mean. By the time you're closing in on 60, you think, that's a grace. Like, he's actually put an end point on yeah. that, that That there is an end to this. And, and, and I actually see that, that, that there's a graciousness there, that, that we know. We can look at the consequences. And we see things that people do that blow up families, that hit their kids, that hit their grandkids. You yep. know, three, four generations is easy to get to. The wonderful thing is there's actually a promise there's out the there that, that there's an end to this, that it's not mm-hmm. forever and ever. Um, and so, so the bigger question is then: What type of justice are you looking for? And if it is to actually prepare us to be in the presence of God, to actually be holy in a mm. in a in a nuanced way, not just sort of you know lack of sin, but but really. Holy. If you look at salvation, the word salvation itself, I'm sure if you had goa for more than 10 we minutes, yeah, you yeah. did. We, we this, talked. Yeah. That <laughs> salvation, salve, means healing. healing right? Yeah. So, so if you saw the purgatorial fires as healing, that, that the yeah. things that I have screwed up in my life, the things I, I did that I ought not to have done, the things I did not do that I ought to have done, mm-hmm. that in that purgatorial, I have to deal with that and counter that and be forgiven for that before I can really rejoice being in the presence mm-hmm. of God, then so the, you know, that's justice. But yeah, man, n- I'll take that had, every day.
3: I never had hell brought up as anything other than punitive. Mm-hmm. Like there there was yeah. there was but literally no framework outside of outside of like that very Augustinian, very like eternal punitive hell. So, so there's a
1: guy that. I know, and he wrote this really great quote. He said something like who of you, like a father, if their son asked for a bread, <laughs> yeah. would give them a serpent stone. or a stone, you know? Yes. Like, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, yes. whatever okay. whoever he was, he <laughs> we'll got he was onto something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fact check this. Um, but you know, that's the point, is that that we are constantly faced in, in the scripture, everywhere else, is that the concept of justice that we in the West, the Lex, yes. Yes. have imposed on this. Is completely foreign to the text itself, and and it is like those those uh, first year undergrad courses where someone starts to read a book, and they apply this sort of exegetical test because you know of their experience in summer camp at age eight. Like it's got nothing to do with the text, and you sit back and think that's fascinating. They are imposing that. We have to let the scripture actually talk from itself.
0: And when you read, but it's it's so hard, right? Because people are now so attuned to like oh danger 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 yeah. danger and they the you you spoke about salvation and healing and it and David Go did in fact mm-hmm. speak to us about this and not only in terms of salvation being more than simply kind of like rescue from damnation yeah. but yeah. but healing into wholeness yeah. fullness renewal of all things but also and Hart brings up brings this out well in his book uh, toward the end of his book he has a section on how you know properly understanding salvation or you know he's talking about hell and universalism so that that it can't be an individual affair no no exactly that that no individual is saved alone so no individual could be damned alone right and that we we gave up ground on this one where we made individual like my personal yeah my personal relationship Mm -hmm. only not saying there's not that there but as soon as that becomes the the primary marker yeah kind of like am i saved yeah then it's getting from
1: account. that 49-yard line, to use Aaron Rodgers, to yeah. the 51-yard line, right? <laughs> like, as soon as you get over, then it's, it's completely, okay, now I'm on the right side yeah. of the field. But, you know, when you, when you look at uh, that sort of attitude, that individualist, there's a great line Elvis Costello uses. He says, you know, give us our daily bread in individual slices. I mean, <laughs> that's the prayer of the modern man is that we actually don't want anything communal. No, um, we, and, don't. And we don't. We don't want to be responsible right. for and other yet, people. You take the word, we don't, right. Sorry, yeah. go ahead.
3: Oh, no, no, I was going to say, we don't want to be responsible for other people's decisions. We want to just take care of ourselves and, you know, be accountable about ourselves and our right. own things. And
0: I, I can't be saved if you're yeah. not saved. Yeah. Isn't that amazing?
1: I, I just, I can't. And, and it's, and, and the, you know, the word person is a really important word. We use the word individual and, and the d- difference between them is night and day. That, that the word person actually originally was used for persona, which was this, the mask that one actor would hold up right. to play three or four different characters, right? Yeah. But, yeah. And and so and so it was originally attributed to the trinity itself because one but three, you know? So that's why they were used the word person to try to describe it. They didn't have any words to describe God. Yeah. When we describe ourselves, made in the image of God, we are persons. We are not individuals. We're not the act. We are one of many faces, and we are not who we are as a person without other persons. We are built for relationship, just as the Trinity is built for relationship. That's
3: beautiful. And you cannot, so you cute. cannot
1: say this individualism, and as soon as we do that, then it gets transactional. Yeah. But but heart, I I, I got to say, I mean, a lot it was great in Hart's book. Um, Heart, uh, heart doesn't hold back. No, if anyone's no, reading this one, I got to tell you, he's—I like, mean, apologetics wrong, in the proper yeah, sense—he's yeah. got lots of it. But, 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 unapologetic, and, a, and he's and willing told. to go all the way. Um, usually, the people who do say, "Well, you know, it seems like it's a real possibility, so we should think about it." Hart's like, "Are you out of your mind?" Yeah, no, it's this, this. Terrible. It's terrible if way. you think anything other than this. But, but. Of all of you read, I think that that a concept of of both the personhood that that God will not be God unless every iota, every molecule of of the the cosmos, not every person, every particle particle of the cosmos (laughs) is redeemed through Him. That's when He will be in all, and not until then. So you know, even if and he Hart uses the example, let's just say in hell you only had Hitler.
0: Only right? one. Only one person. And the worst
1: one. And, 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 and it had to be Hitler or it had to be... You pick your worst one. Um, and, uh, and so I imagine all of you are going to choose a lawyer. I don't know which one, but...
0: but, <laughs> no, no, but no, 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 but, no, no,
1: But anyway, so... Well, I'm
0: good with your choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But whoever it is, if, if it only was one person there... I mean, the beautiful writing of Gregory of Nyssa who said, if that was the case, the people who most are, are the most beautified in heaven would want would to come out in. of heaven... To if be with can, this person, yeah. to help them be redeemed. Yeah. Um, so we cannot be who we are without others being who they are, and all of us are in and through and for Christ. So it's a it's a magnificent so promise. So well
0: put, David. And yeah. I think that you know we can bridge. I want to read a George MacDonald quote, oh, and I'll ask good. you maybe Great. one or two more questions before we end. But I'll read it in a minute. That you know the implications uh, for what has been for many the kind of classic understanding um, are also imminent Yeah, they're now yeah, in that exactly. I, can, I can see the other as somebody that is you know they're beyond help yeah. they are only the other so it's, it's not just implications into kind of eternal understanding no. how, of what eternity is. It's that this is what allows me to be separate from people now. Yeah. And, that, and so like Bart would say that accused of universalism, my understanding at least, and I'm kind of shortening it here, is that, well, I am a universalist in this sense, that what Christ has done for me, he's done for everyone in this room. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing. Yeah. That, and so, again, that sense of turning towards the other, rather than turning away from them. Can I read this McDonald quote? Yeah, sure. But before you plan. do that, if I don't yeah.
1: just to emphasize that point, Hart in a in his book I mentioned the Beauty of the Infinite wrote this, "Hell is with us at all times, a phantom kingdom perpetrating itself in yes. the wastes of simple hearts, but only becomes visible to us as hell because the true kingdom has shed its light upon history." Wow, and so it, like hell is now for a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lie. It's a it is a lie. But it's now. But it's now. Um, yeah. and so it, it's 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 a privation of what life ought to be
0: and bart got in trouble for this too for talking about the nature of evil as being the kind of the negative the thing, negative the thing exactly. that like isn't it, real like it, other it things isn't, are real yeah, evil yeah. is not real. it's the unreal but believing that yeah. then has yeah. Yeah. uh george macdonald who was not a Presbyterian, I suppose.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know Scott. He yeah, definitely was, was Presbyterian, out, right? but he was kicked out. Yeah. Yeah, so but so. some, some of the best fired, Presbyterians have he? been kicked out of the Presbyterian by the Presbyterians. So. We feel, we yeah, feel,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, this is George McDonald, Who, who that loves his brother, would not, upheld by the love of Christ, oh, yeah. and with a dim hope that in the far off time there might be some help for him. This is exactly what yeah. you were just saying, David. Arise from the company of the blessed. And walk down into the dismal regions of despair to sit with the last, yeah. the only unredeemed, the Judas of this race, and be himself. He wrote pre-Hitler, yeah. right? and be himself more blessed in the pains of hell than in the glories of heaven. Yeah. Who, in the midst of the golden harps and the white wings, he's a bit of fantasy writer too. So he, yeah. um, knowing that one of his kind, one miserable, uh, one miserable brother. I lost my quote here. In the old world time, when men were taught to love their neighbor as themselves, was howling unheeded far below in the vaults of creation, who I say would not feel that he must arise, that he had no choice, that awful as it was, he must gird his loins, go down into the smoke and the darkness and the fire, traveling the weary and fearful road into the far country, here's Bart, um, to find his brother, who I mean that had the mind of Christ that had the love of the Father. This is yeah. the picture of Christ. Yeah, it is. That he did this.
1: And, and probably all of us still have an image of a grandmother who would be that one. Like, it didn't matter what the grandkid had done. It yeah. didn't matter anything. They were there for that grandkid. And if a grandma, with all of the you know, stuff that happens in life and yeah. affects your life, can be that.
0: I'm not leaving that and one you're alone. you're telling me that
1: Christ isn't? Like, you know, like and this is, this is what Aaron Rodgers
0: was was uh, saying. Augustine, um, Saint Thomas Aquinas, some others, um, Luther, mm-hmm. spoken about in, mm-hmm. in uh, parts, but yep. uh, drawing on some 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 more medieval Christian understanding, but uh, had this concept that one of the glories of people in heaven was to watch. Oh yeah, yeah, the damnation yeah. of the people. Including, I suppose, yeah. their loved ones, right? Boy, am
1: I in a really good spot. Boy, am I ever. It's it's like sitting in business why. class and having to walk back to the economy and going, Bam, do I love my seat. This is right. great. Times a billion. I've never had that
3: experience. <laughs> Times
1: a
0: billion. And, and I mean, I think for the most part, we've left that behind.
1: I, I think so. I, I, I can't imagine I would ever hear anyone articulate that. Um, I think that the the... the, the, the thing that perhaps and before we get to the end is is where it gets a little trickier is is our modern fetish idea and erroneous idea of freedom and if we could touch on that super because i think i think that 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 a lot of your listeners would say you know what i love what you're saying i am the
0: captain of my own Uh, yeah but but at the end
1: of the day like god like i have to bear some responsibility and that's a proof of my own freedom. And God gives it to me as a gift, and if I don't use it right, then shouldn't I suffer? Oh, I see. Okay. The, the, so that, that sort of idea yeah. of freedom. So I think there, Hart, for, for someone who's not familiar with, with traditional understandings of freedom, Hart does a really good summary of that for them uh, on the teaching. Because we have never believed, as Christians, that our principal freedom is freedom from. That, freedom too. That is what libertarianism is. Freedom from, right? Uh, whether it's political or otherwise I in our lives, it is going. about freedom yeah. from. Yeah. We have always been about freedom to. And, and freedom to what? Freedom not just to make arbitrary decisions that we come up with. It's the freedom to affect the purpose for what we were made for. Yeah. That's what freedom is. Freedom to love. And, and, that is, and that's not just Christian. The that's that's, yeah. uh, that's Platon, uh, yeah. Plato. That's yeah. Aristotle. So, so the goal of freedom is to be who you ought to be. And that means, by the way... Eventually, and most of the the philosophers would write this at the end, is that you're incapable of making any decision but one. Now, in a modern day uh, yes. mind, you would say, "Oh, well, that means therefore that's not freedom." That's not freedom. I'm restricted. Yeah, I'm restricted. Yeah. Whereas, of course, uh, you know, for most of humankind's intelligence <laughs> history of intelligence, we are we're um, sitting there saying you know what actually no that's exactly what it is there's a book that came out I don't know four or five years ago about the problems of choice uh, talking about how people
0: are miserable choice paralyzes you choice paralyzes you and, like and there's yeah two, exactly you know, 2,000 brands of toothpaste and, exactly
1: yeah. so uh, you know it, it just the book itself you know is interesting I guess yeah. but but it points out the facile nature of what we think freedom is, is that somehow Juvenile if I get you know a choice of 43 different sweaters, that somehow I'm, I'm more, more free, free. Than, than someone who uh, can choose one good sweater. Right? Like, like somehow my freedom is... Yeah. But, but that's not what freedom is. And so if, if my purpose is relationship with God, and God has expressed his purpose, the one purpose of God in the Bible that he absolutely says time and time again is total reconciliation with the entire cosmos. Mm-hmm. So either he's ineffectual because he can't do it, yeah. or ultimately we have universalism of some profound way. But if we say, well, well, hang on a minute, because I got freedom. But if I'm not free to actually affect my purpose, which is to be right. with Christ, then whatever it, arbitrary choices I'm making, they can illusion. be a bunch of stuff, it's but it's not freedom. A, yeah. And, and what it is, and this is where, you know, you were talking about informed consent earlier, mm-hmm. is that these decisions that we make, we are so lost in our own shadows and the non-reality of evil that we make all sorts of crappy decisions yep. time and time again. And to be held accountable for all eternity in being punished for <sighs> our inability to actually be free, I mean, it's ludicrous. So
0: well... But, yeah so and it's yeah. you know you were speaking earlier. like the distance between God if you yeah. have faith believe in God and any human would obviously the, the greatest be, saint right, the yeah, the greatest there saint there. and God would be clearly much greater than between a parent and a child oh yeah or but or no, or the saint and the worst yeah, no and Hitler. parents yeah, exactly. would say about their young child i'm going to give them the freedom to you know grab the element on the stove or exactly the, kind of it, it is not. Kind of this this yeah. concept too, so I I it's really really good to talk about so anything else from Hart's book that you oh there's so that? much but Give us one, uh, one but more one more well I I think that what Hart
1: does for a lot of people who might be concerned that this sounds too good to be true the first of all is that if you can envision anything that's not just good but gooder um, <laughs> yeah like that, that God is that. Because he is the ultimate good. And a little bit more. And more. He's beyond it, but he's at least that. Yes. So if you actually are sitting there and saying, it, well, if wouldn't you to it be good? If you say he's not that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're saying, well, it can't be true because he's not that good, then you, you've got a misunderstanding of God. So if you've got in your mind, wouldn't it be great if heart's saying, now, now that's assuming, I mean, there are lots of people who'd say, wouldn't it be just great if everyone gave me their money and I yeah, could, you know, live on a super yacht. Land, stuff, you know, yeah. so, there's, it's not like that. <laughs> but, as you check those desires and have other desires, but say, wouldn't it be great if, and you imagine it, clearly God no. not only could be, and is that and more, but <laughs> that's what he wants, and yeah. he desires. Well, And yes, so, but. so, you know, on this issue of You know, if it turns out that we do have a hell and that there is eternal torment, at least you could go to hell with the joy in your heart of knowing that you had wanted something better than this. Hmm. But I can tell you this, and I'll give all the comfort, is that this isn't some sort of Pascalian wager. I'm absolutely convinced if, if you spend the time in the scripture and too. actually spend this now, too. and, and uh, you know a lot of people if they know me would be surprised because I'm actually known as somewhat conservative on scriptural interpretation on a lot of social issues somewhat I'm a social <laughs> conservative but on this another one another podcast yeah another <laughs> podcast is coming out yeah. but I can say this is that on this one because I hang my hat on so much on the authority of scripture yeah. this one is authority of scripture this isn't just sort of a oh wouldn't it be nice if the world was if God reflected right. what I projected onto right. the world mm. it's actually actually. If you read Scripture, God has already said all of what I'm saying, and it has been a misconstrual and a really bad painting. And and I'd say only in the only in the Western Church. Yeah, it's it it's is, Eastern Orthodox. It is they don't have History. the same concept. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. So, no. So so they're not suffering from this uh, this horrible situation. And the great news. Uh, I mean, I I I gotta say, I it's not despair, but you you know, you walk out of lots of times you're either hear someone preach or you you meet someone and you're shaking your head thinking "Oh, what happens I love what Baxter Kruger once said imagine if this is still the early church let's imagine that we're going to live another mm. millennium this is still the early church we're still working this stuff we out we got, we got
0: time know? let's yeah. figure this the out theology isn't fixed either <laughs> no yeah, you know it's that kind of I, I so, often think of like when they were burning people at the stake and such Yeah, they knew that they were right then too yeah yeah. and and we are products of people who said hang on a sec. Yeah. Exactly. So on this count, yeah, let's say hang on a sec yeah. and say thank yeah. you to people like you and mm-hmm. others for bringing this up. Well,
1: let's thank Gregory of Nissa. I'm, I'm not much, but <laughs> know, but, but Gregory of Nissa he's a cool I mean that in,
0: cool. that in that we're, many of us, most of us including some listeners aren't going to get there without having conversations like this. Yeah. And people yeah. like you and saying, that guys really intelligent and you yeah. talk about you know conservative whatever that." But hang like wait a minute. This is helping me to get there. And yeah. so thank you. And mm-hmm. for those who listened, and Ken is gone.
3: Yes, he had to he leave, ran away. but he
0: brought the so you're yes. gonna do the presentation.
3: Um, David, thank you so much for having this wonderful conversation. And as somebody who has done relatively little research and le- less formal education on this, like I, I appreciate uh, like how accessible you yeah. you just are in conversation. Yeah. I, it's great. very nice, but we wanted to gift you with a couple of delicious uh, tastings from House of Funk. Oh, We've got they've got like this wonderful like this fancy coffee sour. I oh. haven't tried it, but frankly, I like almost Looks everything like they've had there. I know yeah. it's super fancy. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so so much. Well, for thank being you. Talking
1: about accessible, it's I even know. a pull top.
3: It is <laughs> there. You oh, are that's great.
1: Oh, and look at what I've got. The Shaka, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan.
3: Shaka Khan. <laughs>